Welcome to Six Pennies Podcast. This episode is brought to you by our friends over at Farmers Insurance and Derek Shaw. Don't be unprepared the next time there is a flood, a hurricane, uh, if you're in a car accident, there's all sorts of crazy stuff in 2020. So make sure to get a home, a life, or an auto insurance quote today from D. Shaw. He's eagerly awaiting your call, your text message, your FaceTime, whatever it is, so he can give you a free consultation and a great quote from Farmers Insurance. You can check out his Facebook page at facebook.com slash Derek Shaw Insurance, uh, or his phone number is 214-729-6462. Farmers Insurance offers quite a few different discounts for certain occupations, for new roofs, uh, and especially if you mention Six Pennies Podcast, you'll get a great deal from D. Shaw. Once again, his phone number is 214-729-6462. Uh, he's been there from the start. He's uh, a great guy, super honest, and will get you a, um, a quote or a consultation, whatever you need. Once again, Derek Shaw at Farmers Insurance. The phone number is 214-729-6462. All right, let's get started. It's finally NBA Finals time. Albie, you out there? Wow. 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 It's been a great postseason. Do you agree? Oh, man. It really has. And I, you know, I have admittedly not watched a lot of NBA full games for quite a while, the past couple of years, I guess. You know, following plenty, watching plenty of highlights, little bits here and there. But this playoffs, man, I've I've watched more than more than the past couple wow. of years probably combined. Really? Yeah. Yeah, finding so happy. finding random streams, um, finding whatever ESPN app allows me to watch. So I'm watching like the the rail cam or the above the rim cam. I don't, I don't know if you know this, but no, I didn't. They, yeah, don't, so, they don't let you watch the actual broadcast. They make you watch the rail cam <laughs> because I don't pay for any any TV, right? So not even broadcast TV or cable TV. So when you log into the ESPN app, it says you have to log into your TV provider, and it says, "Oh, you can't watch, you know, any game that's on there." However, they do allow sometimes the Spanish broadcast. So I've watched several games in Spanish. You can watch the full game on the Oculus Rail Cam or the Above the Rim Cam um, without commentary, which is also kind of nice. But you don't get to see like replay, slow motion, that kind of stuff. Uh, but it is nice that I can watch a lot of the games. I um, these are definitely problems that I have when I, you know, am too cheap to pay for real TV. Didn't I? Didn't I give you access to my my stuff? A while back, and then it, it cut out. Uh, I think you had to change it for something, and then I didn't bother asking again. So I'll have to I'll have to check in again so I can watch the finals and make sure I don't I don't only see the rail cam. All I know is my password is weird right now because I changed it for you. Uh, yeah, I I tried it and it uh it didn't work. Anyway, yeah, the the NBA. NBA has been great. Um, first of all, they've done a tremendous, incredible job in um, you know getting control as much as possible of the coronavirus and making sure that you know 99% of the people involved have um, adhered to their guidelines and restrictions. That has been truly amazing. That there there have been no cases uh, within the the Disney bubble campus, Disney campus bubble. Um, but then secondly, the quality quality of play has been outstanding. I, I think part of that is due to, you know, no travel. So more time for a lot of those bodies to rest and uh, prepare for the next games. And then I, I think a lot of the players are just, you know, really focused. I think they're um, in it for the long haul here. They're they're really focused on on getting out of um, getting out of the bubble with championship and look no further than the heat and the Lakers. I mean, who would have predicted this? Well, except for Albie, you're the one that predicted this, right? I did. Um, you, you know, I love the heat, uh, ever since the playoffs started, ever since the bubble started, they've been the best team in the bubble. And then the Lakers, I mean, the LeBron factor, that's well, we will definitely said, 
we will definitely get to LeBron. Um, I have loved the Heat ever since the probably the mid, middle of the first round or so as well. I, I feel like I should have picked them too. Uh, but you definitely picked them to come out of the East, and and you're right. They really they they stomped their way through the East. They only lost what like three or four games total. Um, pretty and impressive. It wasn't, yeah, it wasn't an easy road either. They were the no. fifth seed, so they played. Uh, the first one was kind of a throw throwaway just because. Um, you know, Sabonis bonus. wasn't there and Oladipo's not the same. Yeah. But they played the number one team in the second round and then they beat a really good um kind of I mean at this point we can say they're overrated, but they're still a really good, young, exciting team in the Celtics. So you're right, they just stomped the competition. Celtics are truly like really legit. Like they very easily could have come out of the East as well. But yeah, this Heat team was was tough. It was a, a bruising defensive team. It has playmakers. It has great great coaching. I'm sure we're gonna get to that as well. And uh, yeah, they got exposed a little bit those Celtics. And I'm so so glad that they, we don't have to sit through Celtics Lakers conversations in media for the next couple That's weeks. That's a good point. That is in, a good point. Instead, we can get to Riley versus the Lakers and all sorts of other matchups. And and I think that's the interesting thing to talk about here. We're going to get into matchups. Uh, one by one, we're going to go through the most compelling matchups, in my estimation at least. So I will start with um, the number one thing on my list. And that is, um, that's Anthony Davis versus Bam Adebayo. Uh, that is the most compelling and interesting thing to me um, because those guys are really incredible. I mean, AD was really, really dominant um, towards the end of that Nugget series. Bam has really shown to be a star in the making, a superstar in the making. And I am so interested to see how Bam is going to try to contain AD and what how AD is going to respond. What do you think about that matchup? I really respect you for listing that as, as your number one, because that was my number one matchup as well. Um, I would say that I don't think they're going to start out on each other. Um, I think Why not? they're going to play... I just don't think either of them can guard the other person for 40 minutes. But in the fourth quarter, they're definitely going to be meshed up one-on-one. Um, with that being said, like, Bam is Bam is only 23, man. Like, he's he's barely just scratching what he can become. Um, game five there, he hurt his shoulder, and I was a little worried about how effective he would be in game six. And he kind of shut me down there. Like, he, what was it, like 30 and 15, some absurd stat line um so i this is kind of a a continuation of the previous series but i was really high on the lakers against denver um just because i knew Jokic was going to be in foul trouble almost the entire series and that almost played out perfectly except for one game and i think in in this specific matchup they're both agile they're both laterally quick and they're both unicorns in their own right so i don't know if one has the advantage over the other Obviously, Davis has the range, and I think that's going to give LeBron and company more room to, uh, you know, kind of attack their zone. And I'm just talking out loud here, but I think that's why Spo is not going to have Bam on Anthony Davis first, because he wants he wants um, Bam back there to to really be the back line of that zone. I'm not sure about that. I I guess the problem is who would guard Anthony Davis then? Because the Heat start out relatively small. Uh, Jay Crowder, I think, is their is their nominal four. So you think he's going to be the one to start on AD? I I wouldn't say that Crowder on AD is a a complete mismatch. I would say the bigger, slow-footed players are the mismatches against AD. Got it. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. true. 
I mean, he's 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 amazing. He's an amazing player, arguably top five right now. But he's kind of like Dirk, right? Dirk used to be guardable by the six seven, six eight, like the Steven Jacksons of the world. And I think that's where AD is right now. Even even when he has the size matchup, he's still gonna face you up and try to take yeah. the, the fade away. So it's that's true. It's not like he uses his amazing length. That's true. Um, but I, yeah, I, I guess that's a good point. Uh, I, I guess it'll be Crowder to start on him. Um, what I'm also interested then is, are the Lakers just going to play big and try to try to go with the two bigs, right? Like, are they going to keep Dwight Howard in um, to start or what else would they do? It, it, they are a really shockingly um, not deep team after AD and LeBron. Like, They're they just, not deep at all. They know. don't have many options. I think that's where the Heat truly have a an advantage here they go nine ten deep they have all sorts of guys that can contribute even though they shorten their rotation late in this last round and so i I think that could be a big problem um and it'll be interesting to see how vogel is going to adapt um but yeah i I, if it were me i i feel like i would put bam just right on ad try to shut him down and uh put crowder on on whoever the other big is and um you know I, i i feel like bam has has the goods to to take ad down yeah, I mean, I, I agree that Bam has the goods, but I think he would be more effective in, you know, the final eight minutes the of free the game safety. when it's winning time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Bam has just been so impressive. I mean, in this last game, in game six against the Celtics, man, fourth quarter, just, just taking the ball coast to coast after rebounds and just attacking at will and um, playmaking and making little floaters and jump hooks. The dude is is talented, and he's got a great, um, I think, a great playmaking eye to make the right passes, to hit the right cutters, to uh, set the right exactly. screens, screen assists. Like, man, Bam is is pretty outstanding. I I know our other guy Mock really likes Bam, so let's let's save it because I think he's going to join us soon. Let's go to the next matchup, which I think is very important, and that is the coaching matchup: Spo versus Vogel. I think Coach Spolstra has really solidified himself as a top. I don't know, three NBA coach right now. And one of the greats probably of all time at this point going to his fifth finals. Um, what do you think about Spo versus Vogel? I think Vogel's done, you know, a very good job with the Lakers all year. You know, even, even during the LeBron years in Miami, I think we may have talked about this back then, you know, on off offline conversations, but I was always high on Eric Spolstra. Um, you know, he started as a video room editor or whatever highlight editor and, he, he made his way up. A lot of that is definitely because of, you know, Pat Riley's eyes and, and his opportunity that he gave Spolstra. But um, he was the one that really developed the offense around LeBron. He was the one that developed the offense after LeBron. And, and now when you look at Miami play, they have the ability to play slow. They have the ability to play fast. Um, I just think that, you know, Spolstra is, is, is just one of the greatest coaches. And, Five finals is not something that any regular coach can do, even if you have a LeBron or not, right? So five five is super impressive. On the other side, I, I wasn't high on Vogel's hire for the Lakers, but I will say if you're in today's day and age at LeBron, at age 35, if you're the coach of LeBron, you're not really coaching in terms of X's and O's because the offense is basically – whatever LeBron wants and that could be bad or good, but that's just the reality of the fact what the coach does um, for a 35 year old LeBron led team is put the players in position or put the right lineups out there 
or make the right adjustments from a personnel perspective. Yeah. And I think from the, in the previous series, that was the first time. And again, I've, I've been following them pretty closely, but that was the first time I was like, Vogel, you're actually doing something. So in game three or game four, when he started Dwight Howard, finally, um, it completely changed Jokic. I don't, I don't know what Jokic's splits are be, before Dwight started and after Dwight started, but Jokic went from like, you know, arguably the best player in the game, like the way he was torching the, the Clippers to someone who was constantly in foul trouble the last three or four games. So that was a big adjustment. However, yeah. if I was Vogel, I would not be starting Dwight this series. That's a good point because the the best two players on in this series are on the Lakers, but yes. the best the next, the next best five? seven players seven, or whatever yeah. are all in the Miami Heat. So it's it's definitely hard. Um, it's it's almost like they have to play Markeef, and Markeef surprisingly has been getting a lot of closing minutes. I think it's almost time for him to to get promoted into the starting lineup. Yeah, respect to Vogel. He's been he's been doing a pretty good job. Uh and like you said, managing those lineups is is going to be the biggest challenge, especially as you have to adjust and you don't have many options. I I think that is going to be a um a real real problem for the Lakers, especially in their guard spots and in particular who is going to be guarding, you know, the the guards for the Heat. Who's going to be guarding Dragic and Tyler Hero? Um, it's going to be guys like KCP, um, Rondo, of course, and Danny Green, who's been pretty terrible. And it's, it, I don't know, that that doesn't sound very good for for guys that are going to guard some of the hottest players in the playoffs in Dragic and Hero. Yeah, I, I, I fully agree. And people don't, I guess even Vegas hasn't really noticed this, but Vogel's taken Danny Green out of the rotation. He's still in the starting lineup, but I think he's only averaged 17 or 18 minutes in the last three or four games. He's not really a starter anymore. It's Rondo. It's basically Rondo's yeah. guard back play or backcourt. And it's to me, to me, the, the matchup isn't really the Tyler Hero matchup. And Tyler Hero is amazing. 20 years old. He scored 37 in game five. Super impressive. But to me, the killer on that team is actually Dragic. Because yep. whoever, whoever can really stop Dragic is going to be the key for me. Man, Hero is amazing. 23 years old. That's... Uh... Or 20 years old. What were you doing at 20 years old? Uh, what? And, and, and the thing, sorry to cut you off, the thing with Rondo is he might not be an elite defender anymore, but what he does is like, he's kind of like the Beverly that annoys you, right? He's going to draw sure. one or two offensive fouls. He's going to force you into one or two, yep. um, you know, really dumb turnovers. And those might be the difference in the game. I will give props to KCP. He played well this last series. He he deed up Jamal Murray um, somewhat well, and then on the other on the other end he was scoring. So um, if KCP can play at the same level that he played in the Western Conference Finals, this could be a um, a pretty good you know pretty good series. I don't know what it is about KCP, but I I feel like I almost never see him make a shot. Like he either misses all the shots that I see that I'm watching, or he's just like not. He's just like invisible on the court. I, I maybe I'm just missing him or something, but I'm no, not. You're right. Not a KCP it's, it's fan. It's really annoying. It's it's really annoying watching a you know championship caliber starter yeah. play the way he does because 
Um, I mean, we've all played basketball entire lives and we're not great by any means, but we know how to play at different levels and different speeds. And KCP is the guy that plays at one speed. He plays only one style and it's, it's just really annoying to watch as a Lakers fan. I feel like that's Kuzma too. Um, you know, a couple of the guys, the wings that they're trying to get to contribute a lot, they just, they're not very versatile. Um, so right now, are the Lakers, the Lakers are definitely favored, right? Um, so the Heat are going to be underdogs yet again, I guess, for, for the fourth series in a row. It's, that's pretty amazing. And I wonder what the Heat's odds were um, to make the finals at the start. Wasn't it something like 20 to 1, maybe? The Heat have a lot of Dallas Stars vibe. just want to give a little shout out to the Stars. The Stars have been underdogs for every series as well. Um, they're staring at a 3-2 deficit right now in the in the finals i think mox team is going to win but yep. um the heat have very similar vibes they're just solid both offensively and defensively well coached they don't make big mistakes to answer your question the lakers are a minus 400 on the series and the the, the wow. heat are plus 300 so oh. um yeah four to one odds man well speaking of odds let's uh let's shout out our newest sponsor analytics capper we got a lot of sports to watch right now. Obviously, we're talking about sports, and the NBA Finals is coming up. Uh, and it's, it's great if you can watch sports and make some money at the same time. So with the legalization of sports betting in so many states and sports betting websites launching with new promotions every day, you can do just that. You can make some money if you know the right plays to make. That's where Analytics Capper comes in. They have state-of-the-art data analytics, algorithms, they have real-life experience, and Analytics Capper will give you the best bets to play. The website is up. It's analyticscapper.com. That's capper as in like handicapper, C-A-P-P-E-R. The Twitter handle is also analyticscapper. And you can sign up for various plans with them, uh, whether it's daily, weekly, or monthly subscription packages uh, to help you make sure you're ready. Anytime there is a good spread, there's a, a parlay, there's a bet that you want to take advantage of, check out Analytics Capper now. Once again, that's analyticscapper, C-A-P-P-E-R. That's their website as well as their Twitter handle, um, and they're our newest sponsor. Yo. Whoa. Guest Yo, appearance. <laughs> Mock, you made it. Yeah, sorry. I, I, I couldn't miss this discussion. I'm, I've been waiting so long for Timmy to be excited about the NBA again. Oh, I am I am so excited about the NBA. This is, a, this is fully reverse jinx, but congratulations to your lightning. Ah, oh, jeez. No, don't, <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> All right. Well, Mark, we've, we've, we're talking matchups today because I think okay. that's the, the most compelling and easiest way to break this down. And we've already gone through the coaching matchup, uh, but I think you might be more interested in the other topic we discussed, which is AD versus BAM. I hear that BAM is a new favorite of yours. Ooh. So how do you feel about this matchup between Anthony Davis and BAM Adebayo? The Heat are so switchable. It's I love it. Uh, I mean, not just Bam versus AD, but you could even throw Bam on. Like, they have multiple guys to throw at LeBron and AD, I feel like. And and very few other teams in the playoffs can can say that. Um, Celtics, maybe. They, they were pretty switchable. But but I think you kind of saw kind of the downfall in, in, the, in the ECF series. Um, I, I'm very high on Bam, but I'm just... Honestly, I didn't. I didn't. I watched maybe half of a game in the Nuggets Lakers series. I just got so tired of the touch fouls that AD is getting. I, I I can't stand it. Am I the only one that that's really bothered by that? No, I, I would say AD is 
if he's not, he's one of the most, uh, how do I say this? Like he depends on officiating more than any oh, other superstar. Yeah, no, thank you. Uh, that's however, exactly what I've been seeing too. However, however, I think he's just playing to that. Like if he weren't playing for fouls, I think he would still be really good. It's just, you're right. He's, he's forcing the officials hands. Um, but before I, I mean, you briefly just, just touched over this and I know this is not related to the finals, but what do you think was the demise of the Boston Celtics, just quickly? I've always thought that Jason Tatum got crowned too early. Um, mm. I mean, he burst onto the scene. Uh, we know what he's capable of offensively. Um, it's just I, I don't see him as the go-to guy yet. It, um, it's just it, it's one of those t- things like that team. The Celtics are so versatile, right? Uh, but at the same time, like versatility is sometimes and we might see this with the heat, too. Uh, but they closed the heat closed games out tremendously, especially in that last clinching game six. Um, and you just don't know where that production is necessarily going to come from, from the Celtics. Uh, they rely a lot, like way too much on their role players or Marcus Smart shooting threes really well. Uh, especially last night when they were trying to make the late comeback. Like, it's just, I don't know. It's like, a bad you, you still need a go-to guy. guy. The, the, yeah. coaching is, the coaching is kind of embarrassing. And, and but kind who, of, who, who's really it's a good It's a good segue for our conversation. Who is the go-to guy for Miami? Because it, it hasn't been Jimmy Butler for like two weeks. Like the same criticisms that I just gave to Boston, you could say the same things for the Heat, right? Uh, but at the same time, their execution was so good. Like Tyler Hero, I think I'm just amazed right now at the Miami, Miami Heat franchise in general. Like they yes. they took two yes. guys in my in Tyler Hero and Bam Adebayo that you did not see this from them in college. Whether it's uh, you know coach coaching in college, trying to limit what they did and focus on their strengths, but you didn't see Bam do anything really other than like set screens, uh, roll to the basket, play good defense. Uh, and then now like, you know, Spolstra has these guys playing at their best. They're peaking in the finals, in the playoffs. It's, it's, it's amazing to watch, especially coming from a team like the Rockets who I, I feel like really limits their players. Coach. K oh man. I thought, I thought you bad. wanted to keep, yeah. I thought you wanted to keep Timmy happy. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm good with the with the Rockets eight. That's fine. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, Coach K was holding both of those guys both of those guys back, huh? Both Kentucky guys. I mean, Kentucky Tyler guys. Hero. I've I've never seen this uh, like offensive cadence from him. I mean, we've seen the clutch shooting. We've seen that a little bit in at Kentucky, but but the actual like man, he he is in he's in he's controlling the tempo. You know, especially against really good defenders like Marcus Smart in transition. He's yes. just taking it right at him, taking on the contact, not getting the calls per se, but he's finishing with his strength. And it's it's amazing to see. And he's unafraid. He, you know, he's just he's taking his time and like pay, playing at a pace that he wanted to play at, which is yeah. really hard to do for young players. And uh, yeah, it's it was really impressive that he was just taking it to, you know, one of the best defenders. In the I mean, maybe not to in, the in same game, level. Yeah, oh, in no. that game when in that game when he dropped thirty-seven, he yeah. was taking it to not only Marcus Smart, who's an elite defender, but he was also owning Jason Tatum. Whoever wanted it, defender. man. <laughs> like it was inside, outside, spot up, pull up, layup. Like he did he did it all and he 
it wasn't like it didn't even seem like it was out of what he can do right sometimes when you watch a player they just get really hot and they right. just make all these ridiculous shots for him it just felt like he was in control the whole time and at 20 years old that's it's nuts because it's not like he's bigger or faster than any of these guys. Exactly. And I, I just wanted to give a quick shout out to your boy Luca real quick, because I think we talk about his cadence and his kind of offensive rhythm all the time. And especially in that 37 point game that hero had, I, I saw a lot of similarities without the high usage, you know, like yeah. Luca is the entire offense for, for the Mavs. Yeah. Tyler hero. He doesn't have to be, but when he's hot and, and in that game, he, he took over. And, and it wasn't like he was just dominating the ball the entire fourth quarter or whatever, the entire game. Uh, but overall, like there and you definitely need a player like a Jimmy Butler who is able to kind of see that and able to let the offense run through him, uh, you know? Yeah. And I think that's what makes the heat dangerous uh, is that. You know, Jimmy Butler is the guy that's going to close a lot of games. He's he's really clutch. He's proven it uh, many times, but he hasn't been doing that well the past few games. Tyler Hero stepped up. Goran Dragic has been, you know, closing games. Bam closed the last game and, and closed out the Celtics. I just feel like the Heat have so many options, whereas when you talk about the Celtics, you know, kind of moving Tatum up too fast or not knowing who to go to, I feel like the Heat can just go to any of four or five guys, which makes them really dangerous in this matchup. I guess the devil's advocate argument is we all know that the basketball games, all NBA games or most NBA games are going to end up being one to two possessions with a few minutes left, right? It doesn't matter if the game ends by a 10 point discrepancy. There was a point in the in late in the fourth quarter where it was, it defined the game. Yeah. So, you know, for Miami, I mean, for LA, it's easy. It's going to be LeBron or AD, yeah. whether it's ISO or pick and roll. For Miami in the NBA Finals, like what is option number one? I think it's Jimmy Butler in a pick and roll with Bam. I, I think that's you know the way to go. That gives you the most different options. You have Hero and Dragic spreading the floor in case they have to swing it to the other side, and then whoever's hot between Duncan Robinson and um, and whoever else, um, Iggy or Jay Crowder, like that that just gives them so many options. But I think it has to start with Jimmy with the ball in his hands going through Bam rolling to the basket i mean that that's a great question though and and again like a lot of times depth and and options are are kind of overrated in that way just, you know just like fantasy right mock like when right you play exactly fantasy football you don't want options you just want the best players right so so i think i know where where for you albert especially as a lebron fan where you're coming from you would rather have the lebron to fall back on like timmy what about you i mean i know you love jimmy but i mean Given these two options for these two teams, like which would you feel more comfortable with heading into this series? Uh, I mean, you definitely want, you know, a, a top two or three best player of all time. So, I mean, LeBron is the answer. It's it's pretty obvious. But I, I'm pretty good with having Jimmy with the ball in his hands. Like there aren't that many players in the league that I'd rather have the ball at this point. Um, can I can I give you a bad take, a hot, bad take then? OK, so, um, I'm I'm a big Jimmy Butler. I think all three of us are huge Jimmy Butler fans. And it's not like we like him because of his, his skill level. It's more because of his mentality, his work ethic, just the way he carries himself. But I, I, I'm going to make an argument that he's not clutch. And I, I know that he hit a couple big shots against Milwaukee and yeah. and, and Giannis. But I, I personally think, and this is just me watching from the TV, I think he actually sh he shies away from those big moments. 
Like, I think, sure, he's going to dribble the ball up with 10 seconds left, but he's going to he's gonna drive it in and take a really bad shot or drive it in and set a pick and then, like, give it to Tyler Hero with a second left. Like, I, for me, I just don't feel like I trust Jimmy as much as I trust, you know, another closer, like, I don't know, Harden or someone like that. Ooh, yikes. Hey, it, remember, remember, when the Rockets, yeah. remember when the Rockets <laughs> tried to trade four picks for Jimmy Butler and couldn't get him? What could have been? <laughs> but, I, I mean, I think that brings us to kind of a bigger discussion that maybe we want to dive into at a later time. But there's definitely tiers for, for your top players, right? Like, I think we all agree there's, like, three, maybe four superstars in the league. Like, like players you could just throw the ball to at any given point and, and just let them take over. Jimmy... I think we we all agree he's top ten, but he, he's definitely a tier below that typical closer that we see. You know, like I think in terms of being a number one option, he, he's he's a little farther down on the list. But as a number two or a one A, I, I think he's really high up there. So, uh, yeah, I I don't I think know. there's a lot of arguing that. I think that's that's definitely clear like he is not lebron or Kawhi or kevin durant right like he's not right one of those three maybe maybe there's four guys i'm steph maybe i don't know whoever's after that there's a handful of others and he's right there um but i i mean yeah we're i, I think we're nobody's arguing anything here and, like, and i guess definitely have yeah, LeBron. And, I, and i guess i am ignoring you know half the game if, if we were on the other side of the floor and the lakers were down one i would say jimmy is a top three defender in that position right mm-hmm. like you you wouldn't want anyone else maybe Kawhi, um outside sure. of jimmy butler but on the offensive end i just i don't i don't believe it yet so i guess yeah. we'll see so so say that that instance that example right lakers down one you know 15 seconds left in the game lebron has the ball who would who do you want on him would you rather have jimmy or, or iggy or, or maybe even bam if if it was if 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 it's the NBA Finals, I want I want Jimmy Butler. I want my best yep. guy. I know I know Bam is amazing, and again we all love Bam. And Iggy is good. He's defended LeBron. He won Finals MVP in 2015 defending LeBron. Um, but Iggy is washed, man. Like, I, Iggy's Iggy, 30. Iggy is our age. It's uh he he can't. Yeah, I mean he's no LeBron. But, but I mean so is LeBron. <laughs> yeah, but LeBron yeah, is LeBron's he's our a, age too. Yeah, <laughs> LeBron's a machine though. He's he's an alien. I, the the answer the answer is Jimmy and then it is. actually the second one might might actually be Jay Crowder. I think it's Jay Crowder second. Yeah, yeah well, okay. I, I think it's important because you have to have Bam on Anthony Davis in that situation, right? Like like you have to play two matchups. You can't just say who's guarding LeBron. You have to make sure you have your best big guarding Anthony Davis. I think that's Bam. Well, on the flip side, then how how would how do you think the Lakers would attack that? Assuming you know the Heat are going to switch that matchup, would you take the LeBron switched onto Bam in that instance, or would you try to feed AD on Jimmy? I think I think if LeBron had Bam in front of him, he would he would ISO and try to draw the foul. He he would put the onus on the referee, saying you know he's a 35 year old superstar and you know the 23 year old up and coming player is not going to get the call. But if it was Jimmy Butler, I think Jimmy Butler would be able to get away with a little more stuff. Um, it's hard because if if Bam is your and I mean they've had this issue not it's not really an issue but if Bam is the center they're pretty undersized and 
if and when LeBron takes that bad shot, because you know it's going to be a bad shot, um, they're going to be um, there might be an offensive rebound or two. Mm. I think if it's uh, I think if it's LeBron with the ball and they get a switch, um, then they're giving Anthony Davis the ball versus Jimmy. I think that that's what LeBron would choose to do. He's the you know he's the guy that tries to make the best basketball decision, right? I think he would definitely try to get Davis down in the post against Jimmy in that situation. I don't know what I don't, I don't, I don't know what Anthony Davis is going to do. Yeah, I don't yeah, know what I, I would love that. He'd probably take a fadeaway. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I would yeah, love I don't, that. I don't think that's the better situation if I was LeBron. Uh, yeah, we'll see what happens in this matchup. Like that's that's really intriguing. Um, I I have realized though, I was watching the the last game. I was trying to figure out like why I like the the Heat so much, and we touched on a few things about Jimmy, right? Like the the Heat culture, the work ethic, right? Like these are hard nosed guys that just don't really care, and they just they're just good. Um, the one thing that I I started looking at and realizing that I liked about them is they're so no nonsense, like don't care about anything that they all have weird numbers. Did you guys notice this? Like they, they don't have the typical NBA numbers. Like Duncan Robinson's like 55. Jimmy's like a 22. Like who else is 22? Um, (laughs) yeah, I guess Bam is 13. Like it was just like weird. And, And just seeing all those numbers on the court at the same time, I was like, man, these guys are just weird. They don't really care about, um, the glitz and the glamor. And, uh, maybe that's why I like them. They're, they're definitely very likable. I'll, I'll give them that. Uh, I think I like every player on their team, which is yeah. really rare. <laughs> I think the fact that they've risen out of like nothing also helps. Like There hasn't been time to dislike them. People like the Warriors in 2014, right? Uh, or some people did. But as you saw them more and more, then you started to hate them. But you know, these Heat, like, we, we didn't know anything about Bam or Tyler Hero or Duncan Robinson um, up until this year, right? And then Jimmy just joined them this year. I would say one thing um, that maybe Lakers fans should should hear is Miami. So Miami dominated Boston, but one thing they kept doing was they kept attacking Kemba on defense. And Kemba, for some reason, like, so I I like Kemba a lot, but I think he is uh, very up and down mentally. Like, if you take him out on on the defensive end, like, he's not even going to look to shoot on the offensive Mm -hmm. end. So they took him out and... I don't think there's that type of matchup on the on the Lakers or that type of mismatch because no one's that small and mm. the Lakers perimeter players I know they're super overrated in terms of shooting like Danny Green and and KCP <laughs> are really bad shooters but they're actually average to above average one on one defenders and I think yeah. that's really going to help out the Lakers and then when they when they put in Caruso and Rondo and you know, people are super high on Caruso. Some are really low, but when the two of them are in, um, from an activity standpoint, they get into passing lanes like mm. like crazy. So, um, I would say the Lakers actually have been winning their series not because of their shooting, but actually because of their defense. So, yeah. um, if this becomes sure. a drag it out, low scoring in the '90s type of series, um, I think it it favors LA a little more than Miami. Which is which is weird to think about because when you think about LA, you think about Showtime and dunks and threes and alley oops. But um, in the last two series, it, it was really defense that really set them apart, in my opinion. I, I think it will be low scoring uh, overall. Uh, but one thing for Miami is that zone that they had against Boston looked really, really good. And yep. and you can discredit the Celtics a bit on that, but. At the same time, like the Celtics have way more shooting than than the Lakers have, um, so 
I'm excited to see. I'm excited to watch this finals just from a kind of strategic standpoint for sure. Yeah, for seeing sure. what Spolstra has up his sleeve, um, but. I don't know. I'm, I'm hoping for a good series, but I, I also would not be surprised if, you know, Lakers take this in five or something. Wow. Okay, we're going to get to our picks in just a second. Let's talk about our last sponsor, and that's Loan Factory and our uh, our guy, Billy Nguyen. Billy has about 15 years of experience in the industry in financing and refinancing homes, and his team at Loan Factory has uh, a number of brokers that use 40 different lenders that submit to uh, they submit to, the, to all those lenders at once, try to get you the lowest rates, and if they can't get a good rate from one, they just move on to the next one. Uh, Loan Factory has all sorts of different loans that you can apply for, uh, non-traditional, no-cost um all types of loans when you are eligible for them. So check out Loan Factory at facebook.com slash Loan Factory HQ. Billy's phone number is 469-585-4498. Make sure to call, contact Billy first because uh, you want to make sure that he is your agent on on the submission. Once again, it's loanfactory.com, um, and Billy's phone number is 469-585-4498. Timmy, um, I just want to piggyback on Mock's comment about the zone. And Timmy, I, you you might have you might know this stat, but so so this Miami Heat zone, and it's arguably the best zone in the NBA. But they used it um, more than the other 29 teams combined in the regular season. So if you extrapolate every single defensive possession out, they had the the highest number. By that wide of a margin, it was more than the other 29 teams combined that they played zone. They didn't unveil the zone one time in the first or second round, wow. and then they brought it back in the third round. That, so that is wow. that is sick coaching, right? So That's sick, sick yeah. strategy. Um, I just want to point that out. Like it's people don't realize. Like sometimes teams, you know, save things for other teams. Like it's. That's why sports is amazing, and that's why strategy is awesome. All right, well, let's go with our picks. Um, Alby, what do you have? It's uh, it's easy for me. The story is there. Um, it, it has to be L.A. I would yeah. say, it, I mean, like, obviously I, w- I want LeBron to win his fourth, but the thing that is going against Miami for me is it's just really hard to win in your first NBA Finals. That's for any team, for any player. I think although there's no fans in, in this situation, you still feel the intensity and the pressure. And I think like just that alone, they lose like the first two games right off the bat. You definitely have. Yeah. If they don't, if they don't start game three with a one, one split, I think it's going to be a really short series. You definitely have a narrative advantage for the Lakers here uh, from LeBron winning on his third team fourth title to uh, just you know, the, the Kobe factor, you know, this is the year, this is the year that the Lakers should win for Kobe. So that's, that's a big one too. Um, how many games do you feel like it's going to be for the Lakers? Four, two Lakers, four, two Lakers. Let's go with mock. What's your pick? I, I miss being naive about the NBA, man. I really do. Like I miss, <laughs> I miss not being jaded about, you know, narratives and, and how much that plays a part into the result. I, I just, it, to me, this year feels this year with the Lakers feels a lot like you know one with the Patriots. You know, after the whole 9/11 thing, and, and it's it's a great story uh, for the Patriots to win the Super Bowl and all this stuff. And I'm not gonna go out and say it's completely rigged, but it would take some incredible basketball from Miami to to take down the Lakers this year uh, with 
everything happening, you know, the whole Kobe thing, the, it's just, it's a lot. Um, I love the heat. I, I just don't see it. I, I would say Lakers in sixth as well. Okay. Well, I'm going to go the other way. Um, I feel like the heat are playing like a team of destiny. Um, I feel like, you know, it's going to take a lot, like you mentioned, but the Heat have a lot. They have so many different guys that can do it. They've proven it over these playoffs, beating so many good teams. And in this bubble environment, I think the Heat culture is going to pull it out. I think Riley's going to lay one on LeBron and the Lakers, and uh, I'm going to go Heat in six. This is such a fascinating series because, like, the players, I mean, outside of Iggy and Haslam is not playing, but outside of Iggy, there's no one that has – championship experience on their team so they're gonna rely so much on on sports which is which is which is fine but like i said i think like just not having experience any experience is going to be a huge detriment to them and then on the other side it's it's just literally all finals experience um it's the exact opposite right it's like outside of anthony davis everyone else have already been to the finals or won finals so it's um it's a very interesting series. I can't wait to watch it. We can do a recap of every game if you want. Like, I'm, I'm so excited we might. for the series. We might. Um, there's definitely going to be a lot of LeBron talk. We'll get to that and his legacy at some point. Um, but thanks for joining Six Pennies Podcast yet again. Uh, let us know your finals picks. Maybe we got something wrong. Uh, leave us a comment on Facebook, a review on iTunes if you can. And thanks for listening.